You better you bet. Presented by BetMGM. The tremendous football Thursday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. What an awesome first two hours of the show. Three amazing guests last hour giving us thoughts on Championship Sunday. Um, I guess, Ken, now with three guests under the belt, um, it feels like the common denominator is uh, San Francisco is going to score a lot in this game on Detroit's defense. And I got to tell you, my friend, tough to disagree. Tough to disagree with that particular uh, train well, of yeah. thought. I, I think it's more just like, I agree, but... The team total, like, you need them to score 30 to win your bet, which is, like, a, you know, not an uncommon score, I guess, but just, you still need them to score 30 to win your bet. Like, I, I agree. I think they're going to, uh, they're going to have a lot of success, too. Just, they're favored by a touchdown. The total's 51 and a half. Like, you have to believe it's going to be even crazier than the market does in order to, in order to make a bet. So, I'm just kind of a little lukewarm on that. I really, I really liked Rob's argument for why the Ravens won't score a lot in the game. That's how I like to think. It's just because that's how I like to think about matchups too. Like, do you have any historical comps that can like help and not, it has to play out the same way, but just help like kind of fill in some of the puzzle pieces here. And, and what Rob was pointing out is look, like you look at the Ravens against top 10 defenses and it's not that it's atrocious and they scored on a lot of teams, just that it's a little different than some of the other teams that they played and uh and maybe the, it won't be such a cakewalk for the offense maybe this is going to end up being like a 13 10 kind of close to the best game that's almost if the if the chiefs can't get the ravens into dis you know into advantageous packages for them which they were able to do against the dolphins and the bills if they can't do that they have trouble scoring and pacheco's hurt and if if the ravens are going to struggle like like how rob's kind of implying like, yeah like all of a sudden you're just kind of like is anybody scoring in the game and then if it's a who has the ball last kind of a game I think everybody would bet the same thing if you knew that was the case. I will say, though, you know, as far as field goal kickers go, the Chiefs, the, the Ravens have the greatest field goal kicker ever in Justin Tucker. And the Chiefs have one of the most supremely clutch kickers in the history of the NFL. It's like never missed like a big kick in his career, basically. So I think you feel good about both kickers at the end of a game. And uh, it's no disrespect to Lamar Jackson, who deserves to win his second MVP award. Literally nobody is Patrick Mahomes. And that's why I'm going to have a bet on the Kansas City Chiefs coming up uh, on Sunday. Uh, we believe we'll be joined coming up by Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon in a moment here on the show. Joey Kanish will stop by in 20 minutes. All our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour, the power hour of the show. And, and uh, Ken, while we wait to get Warren Moon on the show, and we expect to have him on here in about a minute, uh, we did this news to end last hour. We broke into the interview with Rob to to uh, to tell our audience that the Atlanta Falcons have uh, made their hire at head coach. Not official yet, but all the insiders are reporting it like this is a done deal. That Rams defensive coordinator, one-time assistant head coach and interim head coach as well of the Atlanta Falcons when Dan Quinn was dismissed, Raheem Morris will be the next head coach of Atlanta, which is interesting in and of itself. I think it's also interesting, Ken, because I think it likely means... No Bill Belichick in this coaching cycle. So maybe we've seen the end of Belichick. Of course, he could still get a job, but something surprising could happen. It looks like at this point now, probably no Belichick. Maybe no Mike Vrabel in this coaching cycle either. I think that's pretty surprising to a lot of people, um, including me. So we can bandy it about as we move along in the show. Kind of like, what do we think of the Falcons next year? Who's the quarterback going to be would be the first question, I'm sure. And you know what? We'll, We'll get to all of this coming up later in the show. But right now, 
we are very, very pleased to welcome to the show. This is going to be awesome to break down Championship Sunday in the National Football League. Who better than a Hall of Fame quarterback? Pro Football Hall of Famer Warren Moon joins us here on You Better You Bet, making his You Better You Bet debut. He's on Twitter at WMoon1. Uh, Warren, it's Nick Costos and Ken Barkley here on You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network. Really appreciate your time. Happy Championship Week in the NFL to you and yours. How's it going? I'm doing great. I'm just wondering why it took you so long to get me on your show. Great question. (laughs) Well, it's a great question. Well, the good news is, uh, you know, if everything goes great here, we have a great segment. We're going to ask you to come on a a lot more. I have a feeling, Warren. So thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, Obviously, two really interesting games to dig into here. I want to actually ask you about the NFC game first. Obviously, you played quarterback at such a high level, and I'm sure you've seen some of the stuff that we've seen this week about 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy, and even some of the stuff that, you know, things that were said this season, it's all the system, this guy's overrated, and that obviously came across in the Packers game where he struggled and Randy didn't play very well. Just, I'm sure you've watched him a lot this year. They've been one of the best teams in the league. They're going into a game where they're favored by a touchdown. What have you made of Brock Purdy's season and his performance last week? I think his performance this season has been uh, spectacular. Um, he did have a couple of games there where he didn't have all of his pieces and and uh, didn't play as well. And that, that's going to be, I think, with any quarterback. Most quarterbacks that don't have their main weapons uh, in a football game might struggle a little bit, and, and he was no different. But if you take the rest of the, the season, I mean, he's been as good as any quarterback in this league. Uh, he set a single-season record for the 49ers, and they've had some pretty good quarterbacks in the 40, 49ers for uh, for passing this year. Uh, he's been in the top, you know, at least three of every statistical category for quarterbacks uh, in the season. And I think one that's most important is his uh, average yards per completion. It's not like he's dinking and dunking the ball. He's throwing the ball down the field. So this kid has played out of his mind. I think a lot of people don't want to give him credit because there are a lot of weapons on this team. But but show me a really good football team that doesn't have a whole lot of weapons. And uh, I think the fact that he's able to – manage this offense where there's been some other quarterbacks in that offense that haven't managed that offense and, and been successful. He's been able to do that. So uh, I hate that he's getting the criticism that he gets when he doesn't play well. And then when he does play well, it's because of the talent around him, but the guy can play quarterback and people just need to give him credit for that. Yeah, and, I, and I've said it's like Brock Purdy is either Joe Montana or Jim Druckenmiller after games, and there's no in-between for Purdy. He's either the best or the worst. And Warren, he's going to get the opportunity to put a lot of the uh, the criticism to rest with a good performance coming up on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Let's get your thought coming up on this game. Jared Goff on the other side, who's won an NFC previously, started in a Super Bowl. And Warren, you don't have to give us like a bet on the game, obviously. I'm going to give the point spread and the, and the total because we're a betting show. Just kind of how you conceptualize the game going, which team you like to win, etc. So San Francisco is about a touchdown favorite in the game. A really high point total, 51 and a half. So the thought is it's going to be a high scoring game. Do you agree with that? That we're going to see fireworks on both sides of the ball here with both offenses? Do you expect the quarterbacks to play well? What do you think we see with the Lions and the 49ers by the Bay in the NFC title game? Yeah, I don't see a real high-scoring game, but I see a game maybe in the high 20s. Uh, I don't know what you consider a high-scoring game. It's not going to be, you know, like 38-37 or something like that. But uh, I think it could be like 31-27 uh, or something like that. But uh, I really think these games come down to the line of scrimmage. Who who dominates the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football? And then who protects the ball the best? Because turn- turnovers are huge in big-time games. They're big momentum shifters. They're big uh, – 
field position shifters and sometimes can turn into scores. So uh, those are going to be the key things in this ball game: which team takes care of the football the best and then which team can control the line of scrimmage. You know, if if uh, if the 49ers are able to run the football against uh, the, the Detroit Lions front seven, uh, then that just opens th- everything up for, for Brock Purdy to be able to play action pass. And it's really the same for for uh, golf because they really rely on the running game more than anything so that, so their play action pass game becomes more effective and if the 49ers are able to shut down their running game it makes uh, Jared Goff a, a pocket passer and he's not really a drop back passer he's more of a play action passer that's where he gets most of his big strikes down the field so it, it's going to be interesting to see which team controls the line of scrimmage the best. Warren, let's let's go to the AFC game and really good thoughts there. I think on the the Niners and the Lions, just like a, a tantalizing quarterback matchup, obviously in the first game in the AFC game with Lamar Jackson, who's going to win a second MVP award, and Patrick Mahomes, who has kind of already accomplished everything that a quarterback can accomplish in the NFL and is just trying to win more of it. Uh, the Ravens, and I don't know if this is surprising. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know if you follow the betting markets for the games. I think a lot of people who kind of like don't follow betting would hear that Patrick Mahomes is a four point underdog. And be like, wow, really? Like Patrick Mahomes is he's the best player. Like, how can he be a four point underdog? But I think what that speaks to obviously is the Ravens have been a better team this year. So just your best guess about how you see this playing out. The market expects for what it's worth, a much lower scoring game, 44. That's also like 24-20 is kind of the projected final score of the game. And the Ravens are favored by more than a field goal. What about the AFC game on Sunday? Yeah, I, I think uh it's not a surprise that Patrick to me is a uh, is an underdog because he is going on the road. He is playing against the number one seed. The number one seed deserves to be the uh, the favorite. I mean, that, that's why they are the number one seed, because they had the best season overall. And if you look at what Baltimore did against some of the best teams in the league, they really dominated them. So it doesn't surprise me, even though it is Patrick Mahomes. And uh, I really like the way the Chiefs have picked up their game since the playoffs started. They always talk about teams aren't able to just turn it on when they want to, but the way the – Chiefs got through the regular season, and then once the playoffs started, it seemed like they they flipped the switch, and, and they've become you know a different football team. Guys are catching the football now. They're playing really good on defense. So it's going to be a hell of a football game. There's no question about it. Uh, if it comes down to where the Chiefs are you know, within a score, I really like uh, Kansas City's um, chances. But what, what Baltimore has been able to do this year against most of the good teams is they've really blown them out and uh, you know won by double digits or more. So Again, if the game is close, that's where Patrick Mahomes really becomes uh, a, a, a huge weapon because that's where he's really good in the last parts of football games. But we'll have to see how the, the Chiefs hold up during the meat of the football game and don't let the game get away from them so they give their quarterback a chance to win it for them at the end. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a tremendous football Thursday. It is awesome to have Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon joining us right now to break down Championship Sunday in the NFL on Twitter at WMoon1. Warren, if you had to pick a winner for the Chiefs-Ravens AFC Championship game, who are you taking and why? Well, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs. One, because you know I root for the teams that I played for, and I played for the Chiefs the last two years of my career. I've become good friends with, with Patrick Mahomes, and I really believe in Andy Reid. He was, was the one coach that I wish I could have played for uh, when I was playing uh, because I just love his innovative offenses. Uh, I really like what Baltimore has done this year. I really like where Lamar Jackson has taken his game to. Um, but I, I just I'm, I'm rooting for the Chiefs, and I just think because their defense has played so well this year, I, I think they'll play 
a good again this week on the road, and I think Patrick will be the, the difference. All right, so I think Ken and I both like the Chiefs also, so we love, Warren, that, that you like Kansas City coming up in the game as well. Warren, final question for you here. I'm curious how much you get this. Uh, I'm 40. Uh, I started playing football video games literally in, in 1991, Tecmo Super Bowl, and I grew up in New York, but the team that I would use exclusively in Tecmo Super Bowl was your run-and-shoot Houston Oilers. Haywood Jeffries was my favorite receiver to throw to. Obviously, those great receivers with Lorenzo White basically can name like every player, every player on that team. You guys had electric offenses in the 90s. And just my opinion as a student of football history, someone who loves this stuff, it's like people always look back fondly on like the K-Gun Bills because they got to a couple Super Bowl, four Super Bowls, obviously, right? And some great offenses from that era. Just kind of my opinion, Warren, that I don't think the run-and-shoot Oilers, right, your Oilers offense kind of gets the credit that I think it deserves. Now, I'm not saying that matters to you. You're a Hall of Famer, right? You've gotten the, the plaudits, etc. Do you ever think, though, that history should look more fondly back on some of those offenses that you were a part of during your career? Well, yeah, I like to think that we were uh, really innovative for our time. And, you know, a lot of people thought we were more of a gimmick, that offense. But if you look at what offenses are doing today in, in professional football and over, say, the last 10 years, it's basically what we did in the run and shoot, the, the route concepts, uh, the type of throws that you're making, these back shoulder throws and things like that. They never did that until we started doing it with the run and shoot back in the 90s. Um, the, the spread offenses that you see today, four and five wide receivers, that's what we did in the run and shoot. So uh, the only thing that's different is they do it from a drop back and they do it with a tight end on the field today because a lot of these tight ends are hybrid, so they could be almost like a wide receiver the way they can run, but they also have the size to play tight end, and you could run the football with them where we never had a tight end on our roster. That was, that was one of the big differences. So. Uh, I really like what what we did and the way we added to what's going on in professional football today. Yeah, do we get enough credit? No, I think if we would have won a Super Bowl or something like that, we probably would have gotten more credit. But because the Super Bowl is such a you know a, a a big accomplishment these days, if you don't do that, it doesn't mean you're 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 good enough anymore. So uh, th- I think that's the biggest reason why we don't get the credit we deserve is because we didn't win a championship with that offense. But we definitely were exciting, and and you. You uh, talk to anybody that played against us, we were difficult to stop. Uh, this, there's no question about it. And just in case we have any like younger listeners and viewers, if you're unfamiliar with the run and shoot, like YouTube some highlights. This offense was absolutely electric to watch. And obviously Warren, Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback, one of one of the, the main reason why. Warren, uh, we loved having you on the show. Loved your analysis. We sincerely appreciate it. We promise not to wait that long to ask you to come back on Twitter at WMoon1. Enjoy the games this weekend. Stay well. And we look forward to catching up with you again in the future. Thanks for having me on, guys. You guys enjoy the games as well. They should both be uh, spectacular, and that's what the NFL is all about, really good football, and and hopefully uh, the the games live up to it. Thank you very much, and hopefully we win our bets. I would actually say that's probably the most important thing. That was was awesome. That was great. And, like, I mean, like, that run-and-shoot offense doesn't get its due. I actually liked it more than the K-Gun offense that the Buffalo Bills ran. Coming up next, we go from Warren Moon to Joey Kanish, because, of course, we do. Fourth and goal, Craig Reynolds is the running back for the Lions. Goff gives to Reynolds inside. Touchdown, Detroit. Second and two. Gets <laughs> the open field. Gets accelerates. Gets to the end zone. He's in for the touchdown. 
Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. A nice little bit of synergy there with all the Detroit Lions highlights. Mike Tirico on the call, uh, along with the uh, the BetMGM Lion Roar. Because the Roar, I, do you th- has the Roar already been restored, or like is it only restored with the Super Bowl? Like it's been restored already, kind of, right? I think by being in this game, I think they had to like get to this game for it to be fully restored. Like, and from a just a a reputation standpoint. I don't know, Kanish probably thinks they have to win the Super Bowl, but just in general, like I feel like it's, I feel mission accomplished, I think to a certain extent. Well, I mean, that just brings up a whole bunch of jokes in and of itself, that line. Yeah. But um, so maybe, so maybe, maybe, <laughs> so maybe, uh, maybe roar restored, but job not finished yet, perhaps for the Detroit Lions. Uh, Lions super fan, pro sports better. Joey Kanish will join us coming up in just a second. 20 minutes from now, Ken and I will talk about the two head coaching hires today in the NFL and specifically in the NFC South. Dave Canales going, there's more NFC South here, from Tampa to Carolina. Uh, OC to now HC in the uh, with the Carolina Panthers and Raheem Morris now the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. We'll also bring you side and total movement and our analysis for Championship Sunday and all our bets are coming up in the Power Hour, the final hour of the program. But joining us right now to talk Championship Sunday and his Detroit Lions, and I'm hoping that he likes his Lions in the game because if we had one person come on the show this week and say they like the Lions to even like keep the game close, much less win the game maybe Kanish does you. uh pro sports better yeah well me besides besides for me pro sports better joey Kanish <laughs> joins us now on twitter at joey Kanish 22 does great work for our friends over at the hammer at the hammer hq on twitter Kanish, welcome back to you better you bet nick and ken happy championship week in the nfl to you and yours happy nfc championship sunday to you and fans of the detroit lions gentlemen titanic Football Thursday, and to hear the dulcet tones of Nikki K saying NFC Championship Weekend and the Detroit Honolulu Blue Lions are going into San Francisco and they got an agenda, baby. Because I'll tell you what, the raw, listen, it's restored. It's restored enough, especially if you compare the last 60 years, getting to the winning this game. Would restore where would would basically restore Dan Campbell in uh you know to get get rid of the the, the fist or whatever of Joe Frazier in the middle of downtown and put up a a mural of Dan Campbell chugging a Starbucks one game to destiny baby and we're going into San Fran with bad intentions. Kanish, I'm, I'm just curious, like as a Lions fan, when you were watching the game against Tampa, I think a lot of us were kind of like, oh, like this game's kind of nice. Can't wait for Chiefs-Bills later. But for you, it's kind of like the main event because obviously you're a Lions fan. What Was there like a lot of nervousness in the game? Like obviously, you know, maybe if they get the two-point conversion at the end, then it's really like you're sweating a one-possession game the way it works out. But, you know, Lions, it just it felt kind of comfortable once the second half kind of got going a little bit. Were there a lot of moments where you're like, man, I think Tampa really might win this game? You know what, Locke? I, I will say, I think, it, as you said, in the second half, it really felt like they had the game, uh, you know, under control for a lot of aspects. And, again, and once they missed the two, uh, then you would also some of the Todd Bowles coaching decision, you know, you're like, yeah, I got Todd Bowles down here, game management at the end, uh, was watching with the old man. He was, uh, you know, he was a little, uh, a little tense. So, uh, you know what? It was, it was, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, just because we hadn't, you hadn't been there before, a little bit of an edge, uh, a little bit, uh, you know, a, a thickness in the room. But 
got the job done. Um, and, you know, this one will be, uh, I think, a little bit more of a nail-biter if, uh, if we're going to come out of it. All right. So let's find out. Let's not belabor the point here. We'll get to the AFC Championship game in a moment. Maybe we can talk about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh coming up later in the interview. But, Kanish, your handicap, please. Any bets that you've got, your Lions on the road at the Niners, NFC Championship on the line. San Fran in between right now, a seven and a seven and a half point home favorite, 51 and a half the total. I tell you what, some, 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 if you're a young college man out there, maybe you have, you know, uh, a lady friend that, that sends you a nice, you know, it's midnight, you, you had a few drinks, she sends you a pick, you're like, oh, that's exactly what I was wanting to see. 11 o'clock a few days ago, my, my phone lights up. Who, I see a, a text from Nikki K. What does it say? Lions money line question mark and boy I had to I had to go there I need a glass of water and uh, you know to walk around the house here get a few deep breaths here uh, once I saw that one give me the seven and a half you think I left it I, I, I had a touchdown I genuinely was like hey you know what I think this line should be about seven that that seems around seven and a half now some places out there. I, I, I don't have a lot. I know you've had a bunch of people on the show. We're going to give you the breakdowns and the, and then the, the, the San Francisco, and it sets up real nice. That Purdy looked like trash in that. Give me Dan Campbell as a touchdown and a half. Uh, me, and we get in the hook underdog here against Kyle Shanahan, who for all his play calling duties, we're, we're talking. You might have what you well, listen. What do we say a lot during college football? Better quarterback, better head coach. And I'm here to tell you, I think the Lions have the better quarterback, which I can't believe I'm saying uh, and actually believing it, and the better head coach in this game. And I'm getting seven and a half points. I love I love Dan Campbell and YOLO mode going in in this one. So give me the Lions uh, to, keep, to keep it uh, within the touchdown uh, and hopefully prevail. So aside from Nick, you're the, you're the first person that said you like the Lions. And you are absolutely the first person that has come on the show and said, Jared Goff's better than Brock Purdy and Dan Campbell's better than Kyle Shanahan, which like, it's, I like understand what you're saying. I like, I don't agree with that statement, but like, I get it. I think everybody Maybe understands how Shanahan part. by seven and a half. Well, in-game part. coaching decisions, they both have flaws. Maybe you take Campbell's flaws more because they're aggressive as opposed to like the flaws of not, of, of not doing enough of like kicking field goals and then kind of punting at midfield on fourth down and stuff, which is what Shanahan does. Okay, so that's so you like the Lions, especially at seven and a half. And for people who haven't followed that line, it was seven. It's been seven and a half in a few places today. In the AFC game, and Kanish, I love how you come on. You're like, I'm not going to give you the X's nose breakdown. I like the Lions. I feel like that's what Nick and I did with this game on on Monday, where we're like, oh, what are the X's and O's? Uh, one team has Patrick Mahomes, and they're plus four. Well, they're plus three and a half. Now they're plus four against the Ravens. We just we just like the Chiefs for for literally that. I, I, I'm. I'm being dead serious. I just like the Chiefs for that reason. The only reason I like the Chiefs in the game. What do you make of the AFC game? No, I listen. I'm I'm joining uh, the YBYB family here, uh, especially at plus four. Um, I don't. And listen, it's the Chiefs. It's this Chiefs defense. It's been pretty fantastic for most of the year. And you saw last week. And listen, I, I was a Bills believer. I was on the Bills last week. They they didn't deserve to win at all. They probably should have lost by multiple scores. To be honest with you. And it was a Chiefs defense going up against the unit that I just think is more dynamic. I, and, and, again, I know the Ravens in the end against Houston came out of it, you know, multi-score. There's still some things that you see with this Ravens offense and Lamar Jackson that I just think KC can take advantage of. 
And I agree. You got you to listen. I know he's going to win the MVP, but if you're giving me a quarterback, who, who in their right mind would take Lamar Jackson over Patrick Holmes? Nobody. And I like John Harbaugh. You know I love the Harbaugh family. I'm, I'll, I'll use the same point here. Better coach, better QB, and I'm getting four points. Uh, I know the Ravens have been, you know, by most statistical measures, the best team in the NFL throughout the year. I'm taking the field goal here. I also, you know what, and this has come down a bit, I still lean to the under. There's some 44 and a halfs out there. Uh, I'd really like it. At, you know, I played it a little higher than that, but I think that if you can get a 45, it's mostly 44 and a half. I just, I just think this is going to be, you know, kind of an uglier game. Uh, you know, it's server a Chiefs offense we've talked about that hasn't been as dynamic. Um, and a Ravens offense that I don't really trust going up against this defense. So I agree with you. Give me the points. Give me the under here. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. It is always great to catch up with our friend, Pro Sports Better from the Hammer HQ on Twitter, uh, Joey Kanish. Joey is on Twitter, after Kanish, whatever, at Joey Kanish22. Uh, Kanish, we'll talk about Michigan in a second. We've gotten both your picks for Championship Sunday. Do you have your eyes, because like a bunch of the domestic sports books have like Super Bowl look-ahead markets already up. Do you have like a bet that you are, maybe you've already placed it in advance of the two games being played this weekend? Do you have like, you're ready for the market to come out coming up on Sunday night at the conclusion of both the games, that you are ready to bet if we get one of the possible combinations of matchups in Super Bowl 58? Well, I tell you what, I, I, and listen, I know this is going to be YB, YB approved, because uh, I, I, I talked to uh, my friend Ken Barkley here when some of these came out, and uh, Chiefs minus one split. Listen, I, I, you know you know, I'm a, a Lions man through and through here, but I'm getting the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes minus 160 versus Lions on a neutral. Um, listen, I, I mean, listen, I, I took it. I took the minus three. I took the minus 160. If it happens, if the game happens, one will have made the Super Bowl. And then, you know, to me, you can kind of just say, you know, whatever happens, happens type of thing. Um, also, I, I just I, I don't see any way that line would be three. Like, there, there's just no way. Like, like I, do, I don't see any way Kansas City could that. go into Buffalo, beat Buffalo, go into Baltimore, beat Baltimore, and you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid going up against, uh, you know, like, <laughs> the, the, the Lions story. I, I, I listen. I don't know if that even still around, but I bet the minus three. I bet the minus one sixty. Uh, I love those calls uh, from from you gentlemen there, uh, and and I took a big piece of it myself. So if that game happens, uh, cheers to us. Yeah, I would. I would really. Well, I, I actually would prefer the Niners win, but if if we get that game, I'm I'm with you. I just and the funny thing is, like maybe that ends up being the market. I would just really like Kansas City if that was the price, and like that's it, it's not totally there anymore condition but it's like it's pretty close uh harbaugh i'm i'm curious you you mentioned you know, like late night and you get the text and you saw the note from nick so yesterday we're doing the show and right before we go off the air uh jim harbaugh did gonna coach the chargers obviously he coached michigan to a national championship you and i talked about this a lot during the year we you like michigan i like michigan because i had money on them we both won uh we both won money on it and now kind of like you know, onto his next chapter, basically. Uh, your reaction when you found out Harbaugh was was leaving Michigan coaching the Chargers yesterday? Yeah, you know, I, you kind of. So, I mean, if we're bit, listen, the guy, the guy's probably a legendary, best coach, you know, Michigan in a hundred years since you know uh, you the Fielding Yost or whatever was you know I've been playing in nineteen oh two or whatever. But the guy's been trying to get another. They did win a, They did win a title <laughs> with Lloyd with, with, with Lloyd Carr was the coach, right? They did win a title with him. That did happen in ninety seven. Yeah, 
They did. They did. I happened to have but our ball for me is I is on the you know the Pantheon and number one above Schembechler and all that. But two years ago, he was gonna take the Vikings job until they pulled the rug out from him up. Last year he's talking to the Broncos, he's talking to the Saints. This year, I mean, you knew you figured after he won the natty, what else has he got left to do? He's got the NCAA with, you know, spies outside his house or whatever crawling all over him. He's got a bunch of other like all this extra stuff that comes with going. You don't see coaches going back to college anymore that are successful in the NFL because of the circus that is college football now. Kind of expected him to leave. He leaves the program in a great place. Never thought I'd see a natty at Michigan, to be honest with you. Um, so, to me, I think Sharon Moore takes over uh, and it can keep rolling. And, uh, you know, hopefully Jim uh, gets the Chargers. I don't, I don't particularly – not sure I'm buying stock in the Chargers next year with, with the, that roster in Harbaugh, but uh, good luck to the man. Kanish, 30 seconds here, so we have time for like a random bet in the account. Let's say it's Sharon Moore takes over as the new head coach of Michigan. We know Ohio State is basically like backed up the Brinks truck to try and like the greatest team money can buy next year in college football. Like, do you think Ohio State gets the best of Michigan? Obviously very early in the process, but do you think Ohio State next year better than Michigan? 30 seconds before we get to the final uh, question. I think we need a quarterback. Like, I, I, I'm worried about, like, if, if they find a quarterback in the portal or one of these guys on the roster is better than I think, then all bets are off. Because the team's still going to be real real good next year. they got to find somebody, I think, in the spring uh, to, or find somebody up. But if they can find a reliable quarterback, I, I think they can play with them no matter what. Plenty, There's still plenty coming back off last year's team. All right, so basically what he's saying is Ohio State's going to be better than Michigan next year. Kanish, let's close with this. Uh, Random bet, anything that you've got in the old accounts, and just so you know, like, we love having you on the show no matter what, but, you know, Joey Pucks has has made made Nicky poor recently. I don't know if we're hitting the ice for the random bet tonight. We're going on the penalty. We're going on the power play. Two minutes for losing. That's what it is. (laughs) What, What do you got for us tonight, my friend? A random bet in the accounts. Well, don't worry, baby, because Joey Blades is on the sidelines getting the shit to shit. Uh, skate charmed up. Joey Buckets is here to, to to come down with a little bit of, uh, you know, the old round ball. We're going to Long Island, a place I know you know very well, and I'm not talking about the iced tea, baby, even though this play is strong. Long Island, minus two. At home versus Stonehill, uh, they're going to get Stonehenge, Stone uh, baby. Then I'm done. Give me Long Island. Give me play late at home tonight. I like the – I think there's a land sharks or something. The law, the Long Island, uh, you know, uh, wouldn't want to be in the sea at Stone Island uh, with Long Island tonight. So, Long Tense. Island, baby. Here we go on the, on the college bucket course tonight. It's the Long Island, the LIU Sharks against the Stonehill Sky. What is – I'm in New I, York. I don't, even, I don't know what Stonehill is. I haven't watched college basketball. They just added teams that sound made up. I haven't watched the sport yet. The Stonehill, Stonehill. Skyhawks. <laughs> I was like, Listen, oh, he means Kanish. Stony Brook. That's what he means. That's no, what I doesn't. thought, too. Kanish, I, I hope that you'll find the testicular fortitude to join me within Lions Money Line this week. Stay well. Enjoy the game. Let's go, Lions. We'll talk to you soon. Roar, it's restored, baby. Good luck this weekend, fellas. Roar. Coming up next, it moved an NFL head coaching news on this Thursday. And Stonehill. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake.
It's our final segment for the day on Stadium. So if you're watching the show right now on Stadium, head on over twitch.tv backslash betql, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour, power hour of the show, which will feature, among other things, all our bets coming up for tonight. We've got fascinating cards, in my estimation at least, in the NBA and the National Hockey League coming up tonight. So twitch.tv backslash betql to watch the final hour the power hour of the show. This is also the time of the show where we tell you, dear listener and dear viewer, that if you really want to support the show, if you are a real one, a real one, a hashtag real one, then check out YouBetterYouBetShop.com to buy all the You Better You Bet merchandise your little heart could ever desire. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeve t-shirts, hats, etc. All sorts of You Better You Bet merchandise featuring all your favorite slogans and show catchphrases. YouBetterYouBetShop.com you better you bet shop.com. All right, we'll get to all the NFL head coaching news. Raheem Morris, new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Dave Canales, new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. But uh, I feel like this will we'll bring this bit back. We'll do it during Super Bowl week also because there's probably not going to be a lot of movement in the side and total market in the big game, most likely, unless there's a huge injury or something that we're not expecting as of right now. Uh, we'll see how short this segment is. Uh, let's get to it right now. Your daily update on the side and total movement in the AFC and NFC championship games in this edition, Jake, of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. It hits different on the Thursday before Championship Sunday. Does it? Uh, Ken, let's start in the AFC Championship game where uh, same injury stuff as yesterday, really. Uh, anything happening, anything cooking, side in total, Chiefs and Ravens. Yeah, a few more of the uh, Ravens three and a halfs went to four. There are more fours on the board than there were yesterday. And the three and a halfs that are on the board with one exception are all juiced toward Baltimore. And some are juiced like minus 20 or more. Um, so this has just been consistent movement throughout the week. I did an interview earlier today where the the host said, well, it seems like everyone's going to take Matt Patrick Mahomes in the points, so I'm going to zag and go Baltimore. And I go, look, like Baltimore can cover in the game uh, and and Kansas City can win. Like, is that your interpretation of what's happening in this market? That like everyone's taking the points with Kansas City and you want to go the opposite way? It, it kind of seems like the like pessimism about injuries for both for one team and optimism for the other is causing the line to move away from the Chiefs. And in terms of like the betting public, I don't know if I totally care about what they're going to do in this game. Also, like they're not betting on Tuesday. So like, I don't think we can draw any conclusions, even if you did care about what that is, uh, about what we're going to see from everyone who wants to register their opinion by betting this game. So, so far, it's just kind of what we see the other regular season weeks, the injury reports, uh, and uh, in the AFC game, especially kind of dictating the line movement and, and where we seem to be headed here. Looks like it's Ravens four, and then the weather caused like a half point drop in the total. We're kind of like back up to 44 and a half in a bunch of places. I'll give an updated forecast like tomorrow is probably that. We're talking about rain. It's not like a blizzard or something. So I, I would expect us to be four and 44 and a half tomorrow when we have this conversation. How much of a, of a pay raise 
would you have to get? Or maybe you would just do it for the same amount or less money. If I told you that, try to think like, it probably wouldn't be like national, like the Today Show or something. But okay. like the most, the most prominent, like whatever the most watched news show station is in Connecticut. Let's just say it's like, I don't know, eyewitness, whatever, making this up. And you would be <laughs> the weatherman on that show. Okay. And like you would have to give the forecast right. every day. Would, would you do it for less money than you make now? the same amount or more would you need more money to be a weatherman on television like as you just said like i'm gonna give the forecast tomorrow i'm like what about ken barkley come a weatherman that's and come back tomorrow for the 10 day looking like sunny skies for your weekend uh i think i think i would need a lot i have <laughs> like i have no desire to be like a front-facing weather person in front of like a giant green screen like pointing to like happy suns and like frowny clouds and snowflakes and stuff um that's, I'm sure that image sounds funny to a lot of people. It sounds funny to me too. That's why I don't want to do it. Uh, I would probably need a lot. Also, like, can I do the weather forecast from my house? Like how I do this show? No, and you if have the to go to no studio. I, if I have to go to a studio, then like, I, like there's a number, but it's it's going to be like astronomical. I I think it may be the job that I was born to do. I might, yeah. might be in the might be in the might be in the wrong spot. Might be a great weather man. Absolutely, it might be. Let me do the wrong thing right now. I got to talk to my agent, and we'll see about that. Uh, Ken's going to give us the weather forecast for this game coming up tomorrow. Uh, mostly cloudy in Central Park. All right, that's the AFC Championship game. Uh, you better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a Thursday NFC Championship game. Uh, we did see some movements on the side here in this game, Ken. Perhaps predicated on. The practice report that eventually ended up coming out from San Francisco, where Debo Samuel, a limited participant in Thursday's practice, which does not guarantee that Debo will play on Sunday. But if you follow these things throughout the course of the season, and we do, uh, I think this will like generally portends to positivity, right? That he'll, if I had to guess, I'd say it's more than 50% now that he plays in the game on Sunday. Yeah, and we saw, like, we had, you know, we had Adam Chernoff on earlier in the show. He's saying, look, like, a, a respected betting group gave out the Niners. And I'm sure that he's right about that. Um, but it can be two things. First of all, I'd be like, well, why did they give out the Niners now and not tomorrow? Probably because they thought Debo might have been practiced, and then the line's going to go up anyway. So it's kind of like two things working in tandem, right? Like, it's not going to be 7 minus 110 ever again, probably, because Debo seems likely to play in the game. And that was the old number. That's not the Debo playing number. So now we're like 7 minus 20 or more. Uh, and there's a couple places that are seven and a half, but juice toward the Lions. We're very truly like between the two numbers right now, where whatever team you want to bet at the good number, you just have to pay a little bit more for. You want to bet the Niners, you want to lay seven, you got to pay a little more. You want to take seven and a half at Detroit, you got to pay a little more. Uh, total in the game, up a little bit. There are some 52s on the board, uh, mostly 51 and a halfs. So I think, you know, whether, whether a sharp group influenced the market in this way or not, still think like a very predictable because sometimes i think people hear that and be like oh they really like the niners like yeah or they think news is about to hit the market that the, a very yep. impactful player is going to play like because again to put, think you're a better think about like when would you like to bet the niners if you like probably before everybody else wants to bet them when they found out debo samuel's gonna play so just you know just think about it logically two things kind of working in tandem here and they're both pointing in the same direction which is the san francisco is a little more likely to win the game than they were yesterday and your guesses so let, let's assume that like the Debo, let's say he practices again tomorrow on Friday in a limited fashion, uh, putting him on track to play. Is it your sense that when we do the show on Sunday morning, countdown to kickoff, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, coming up on Championship Sunday, that we'll still be existing in this range, like San Francisco may be a juiced seven, right? Is that your guess? I could see it being, like, a slightly larger spread. So it's, like, still between... 
but more towards seven. Right now, we're more towards seven. That's how I would define it. Like, of the, if you're like, all right, we're between the two numbers, which are we closer to? We're closer to seven. And this is a really, this is almost like a cosmetic change. We would just be a little closer to seven and a half. Like the seven minus 15s would be 20s. And the seven minus 20s would be seven and a half juice toward Detroit. Like something like that. Like it's just, it's, that's, that would be my guess. Because I, I still do think you get a really small pop out of him actually playing. But it's, I don't think it's enough to like really disrupt the market that we've been talking about all week. That was a, that was a pretty meaty in move segment for not a lot going on in these games. It was pretty good. I mean, like, the Super Bowl even less is going to be happening. It's only one game too, but like there is stuff going on. In the, I mean, they, the boys, to be fair, I know we like mocked the segment earlier. Like, oh, we'll see how long this takes. I mean, both sides are moving. Both totals have moved recently. You had weather yesterday in Baltimore. You had interest in the over in Detroit, San Francisco. That's tied to Debo status, just like the side is. Like stuff is happening. It's just, okay, is that like fundamentally changing? Like there's no, like there are buy opportunities or something right now. Like it's just... It's all kind of whatever. I, the AFC game, like you didn't ask me what I thought would happen in that, where it's going to close, but like, I don't know where that goes. Like, okay, uh, play out the injury stuff. Like, Tooney doesn't play. Andrews and Humphrey are going to play. We get to the day of the game. Like, is it four? Is it more than that? Like, I just, you know, I just... I'll say, we're, I'll we're say only, in between like, three and a half and four is my guess. Because we're really like four right now. I know like MGM's deal on three and a half. Like we're four. That's that's what this is. There are no three and a halves that are juiced anything close to like what you would want to bet um, versus like the fours that are available right now. So I just, we already went three and a half to four. I think the Chiefs are going to get negative injury news. Does it go up a little bit more? I don't know. I just, that that one's like puzzling to me just because it's it's literally a point spread that is not tied to any rating any projection, any, and like Pozzola has probably got really smart numbers because he's like, he makes the game a little less. There's just, there's nothing you'll find scouring the internet that would tell you the difference between these teams is remotely this number. I mean, there's just like, it's just, that's not what it is. Baltimore has played way better than this. And so when you have this point spread, that's like not tied to something, for example, every college basketball point spread is on some level tied to Ken Palm. The openers are the Ken Palm numbers because they're publicly available. You put out openers, you can be close enough, put the Ken Palm number out, adjust it a half point point for injuries or what you think is going to like kind of something recent with the team. One team's playing well, one team's not, whatever, something like that. There's, this isn't tied to anything. It's a really weird betting market. Um, And it just, again, it kind of goes back to like, what do you value? If you think that the games in the regular season are predictive of what this game will be, then Baltimore will smash Kansas City. They will win by a lot of points in this game because they've done that against every elite opponent they've played basically so far this season, and they played much better over the balance of the season. Uh, or if you're like, well, I don't care about that. I only care about either how the teams are playing recently or how they played previously in the playoffs. Then you have a lot of questions about Lamar Jackson, and then you have the best player on earth on the other side. And it's just those two things are constantly running into each other and people having strong opinions, and I don't know who wins. If you're watching the show on Stadium, now's the time to head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour, the power hour of the show. We'll talk all the NFL coaching news, maybe a little bit more award market roulette, and of course, we'll give you all our bets coming up for tonight. Final hour, power hour, next.